Welcome to the Orchard Podcast, a resource of Orchard Africa. The mission of Orchard Africa is to equip the church to care for the vulnerable. For three decades, a passionate community of churches, leaders, and donors have worked together to feed, educate, care for, and empower under-resourced communities in Southern Africa. To date, Orchard Africa and its partners have served over 10 million meals to families in need, cared for over 75,000 orphan children, and enrolled 8,000 children in high-quality early learning programs. All of this takes place through local African leaders to help communities move from survival to stability to sustainability. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Orchard Podcast, where we help you make a positive and sustainable difference in places of great need in our world. My name is Brian Lemieux, and I'm the executive pastor of Orchard Africa. And uh, I'm here with um, Mike Tessendorf, the senior pastor and co-founder of Orchard Africa. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good. Hey, Brian. Hi, everybody. Well, uh, Mike is in South Africa, and I'm in Arizona, and Michelle is out and unavailable today, so um, she's going to be back on the next episode of our podcast, but uh, we're meeting on opposite sides of the planet today. And uh, Mike, what, what's what's the weather like in your neck of the woods? Well, uh, for those of you who live in Arizona, you would wish you were here. Uh, temperatures are <laughs> in the 60s and 70s every day. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's you can walk outside, mm. um, and so it's it's a great time to be here. Even though it is winter, and just knowing what things are looking like on the other side of where we are, where you are, Brian. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm here and not there. Well, I wish I was with you because it's really hot. <laughs> really, really hot. And winter sounds pretty good these days uh, here in the desert. So, um, yeah, good to, good yeah, to be we're, on. We're, we're, we're planning to hang in here as long as possible. <laughs> so by the time we do come to Arizona, um, it's, it's good weather again. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be ancient history by then and yeah. starting to move into milder temperatures. Yeah, well, we'll look forward to having you, you back. Well, today we're going to have a conversation about one of the things that Orchard has been doing for some time, and it's mission trips. Uh, boy, uh, mission trips with Orchard Africa, they've been happening for uh, over a decade. When, when, when was that? Uh, yeah, when was the first trip? 2004 was the first uh, mission trip we had. Uh, from the very beginning, mission trips with Orchard Africa have been focused and intentional. There's all kinds of conversation about what are good mission trips and what are not so good mission trips. And there's lots of conversation these days about how to do mission trips well in a way that really supports the work that's happening on the ground, that really supports those who are day in and day out serving their community and and so, uh, Mike, when you think back to some of the first mission trips, um, I've, I've, I wasn't there, but I remember stories have been told about how intentional you were from the very beginning, you, you and Michelle were, about how mission trips were intended to, to focus in on the needs of the community and the, the local leaders. And can you speak yeah, to that? I think... Um... By the time we got our first mission trip on the ground in Africa, we had 
uh, 15 good years of uh, experience in uh, vulnerable communities under our belt and we'd learned a few things. And uh, one of the things that we felt was crucial for a mission trip was that when the team was there, that they were engaged in a specific community with a specific pastor. And the focus of their week was to come alongside the pastor and help him to do what he already was doing or to help him do better what he was doing. Um, and then to leave with him feeling encouraged and strengthened and the people in the community um, more engaged in what the pastor and his local church mm. already was doing. And so it's very personal, um, it's relational, um, it's educational and empowering. Uh, our mission trips always focus on people and empowering people because that's what the pastor ultimately tries to do every day. And so we don't have mission trips where we uh, paint buildings or do construction or, uh, you know, physical things like that. They need it. But uh, there are people in the communities that can do that right where they are, rather than have somebody travel 10,000 miles to come and do that. Uh, we want teams to do what uh, local people cannot do and uh, to help the pastor do better what um, he's already doing. Well, with that in mind, today we want to have um, a conversation where we can see and hear what that kind of approach and that kind of vision um, does in a community, what, what kind of impact that it has in the community. And so uh, we're really excited that uh, today we have two um, really special guests on the Orchard podcast. Um, and they're, uh, they're, Zooming in here with us as well. And Mike, would you introduce them as we uh, start to have some conversation about the benefits of mission trips when they're, when they're done well? Yeah, so it's a real joy to have uh, these two men with us, uh, Pastor Patrick Mokosi and Pastor Victor Motlampe. Uh, both of them have, um, in years, 20, 25 years back, uh, being pastors of churches in communities that are vulnerable. Um, and so they've been on the ground firsthand, knowing um, what it is to serve in a community like that, knowing how um, painful it is to see the needs of people. And then, of course, they've also experienced uh, a number of mission teams that have come through their communities in those years. Um, <clears throat> but the great thing is that um, over the course of years, they have both raised up young leaders um, under their ministries, and um, they, they are no longer personally leading a local church. Uh, that has been passed on to younger leaders who they have both raised. And uh, they are now overseeing a number of churches in different communities um, in South Africa. Um, and so the, their role has kind of transitioned, and they have grown to the place where they are overseeing and mentoring rather than personally serving in the villages. But hands-on and um, relational with the pastors that are there, um, in just imparting all the years and years of experience that they both had. And um, also, both of them serve on our Orchard Africa team on the ground in South Africa. They are our regional pastors, uh, Pastor Patrick in the Western Cape, uh, Pastor Victor in the Northwest Province. And um, their role is to help us on the ground on a relational basis to equip those local leaders to see that their churches are being equipped um, to meet the needs of the vulnerable. So Pastor Patrick, Pastor Victor, it's great to have you with us. 
Welcome. I'm uh, so glad you could make it. And um, I'm going to ask you to just tell us a little bit about yourselves. And so, no particular order. I'm just looking at the way my screen is configured. Uh, Pastor Patrick, you're first. And so, uh, would you just um, give us a short story of who you are and a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Pastor Mike. Hello, everybody. My name is Patrick Mokosi. I am three years before reaching the age of 50, and I'm a father of three. My eldest son is uh, 17 years of age, my daughter 14, and a very young boy who is five and, uh, five and a half years old. Uh, I've got a sweet tooth, and I'm also a painter uh, if I'm not doing ministry. And I like poetry and a bit of... Uh, Gospel hip hop. That's mm. where I am in the nutshell. Thank you. <laughs> That's great, Patrick. And uh, Pastor Victor, how about you? Yes. Um, hi, everybody. Thank you very much, Pastor Mike. <clears throat> My name is Victor. I am married uh, to a most beautiful wife, uh, Mighty. We have a beautiful daughter, eight years old. Uh, doing grade uh, three. I mostly spend time in the community serving our people. And in my private uh, time, I am a farmer. I work mostly with animals and crops. And that is where I spend most of my free time. Well, Pastor Patrick, Pastor Victor, really glad to have you on the podcast. And it sounds like you are not bored. You, you both have so many uh, pieces to your life and ministry and family. And thank you for giving time to uh, be a part of this podcast today. In fact, today, um, you were um, a part of a mission team. Uh, there's a mission team in country. And so you spent a bulk of the day um, in a community with the mission team. And so this is kind of after hours for you both. So uh, how, how are you feeling? Are you, are you awake? Uh, it's been a long, long day for you. Yes, we are awake. It's always exciting to have uh, visitors, especially from abroad. And what's interesting is that the team that is here with us, we have met them uh, about 11 years ago in 2011. And they've been coming to South Africa every year and it's really exciting it's an exciting reunion it's work and it's also fun because we are with our family that's how it feels mm -hmm. yeah that team goes way back kind of one of the earliest teams that have been doing missions with with orchard well let's jump right in and um, start talking about um, mission trips and and what they look like and kind of how that works with orchard africa uh, so uh, the first question is, so when, when we think about short-term mission trips, uh, what do they look like in the communities they serve? What, what does a mission trip visit look like in the communities that you serve? Uh, Pastor Victor, can I, uh, can I ask you to jump in first? Yes, um, the typical week uh, for the mission team in our community is that uh, they, we basically break it into days according to our programs. 
Like for an example, on Tuesday, they will visit uh, the preschool and basically see how our education is going and interact with, with uh, our preschool kids. And we also have a day where they visit uh, our agriculture program, basically to see uh, our church garden. And also uh, we have community gardens that we develop and they have an opportunity to go and see uh, how the communities produce their gardens and the results of the work that Oshat Africa is doing in helping the community to produce their, pro uh, their product. And one of the great days is they visit the, the patients uh, through our care program, basically to interact and to see uh, the patients who we deal with and to see the struggles that they are going through. And most of the time, just to pray for them and to love them. So yeah, that's part of uh, what uh, a, a mission week looks like in our village. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love about our mission trips is um, it's, it's learning and service. And so there's an opportunity for a team to come and become more aware of the ministry that's already happening in the community, as, as, as you shared, Pastor Victor. Um, but then it's also service. Um, and there's hands-on service that they do. And Pastor Patrick, would you, would you share a little bit about what's the, the service component to uh, a mission trip in the communities that we serve? The churches that we uh, pastored or established, they're in a very far remote uh, rural areas of South Africa whereby you've got shortage of uh, human resources, manpower, I mean, people who can, with expertise, who can help you do the work much better and faster. And during the mission season, that's whereby uh, as a pastor and even volunteers in church are able to cover what could have taken a month to do in a week. Uh, for an example, uh, when you come and let's say to establish a, a, a garden for a community member who is ill, you need to have lots of people uh, to do that planting and even uh, uh, watering and so forth. You find that when you come into a home with a team, uh, you are able to leave the house with a fully fledged garden. And uh, when we, for an example, when we take teams to the preschools, uh, the preschool teacher knows that it's time for her to relax and have people help her to read stories, uh, to help kids on how to paint, uh, how to do math and so forth. Uh, you'll find that even within a week, uh, the knowledge that has been imparted to kids, uh, you know, is a very helpful one, useful one for both the church and even the, the preschool teacher. Vicky, do you just want to talk about the sort of the afternoon program where the team actually spends time with a particular group of uh, children from the community? Yes, um, in the afternoon, actually, it's one of the big uh, uh, part of, of the mission team, interaction with the children. So we have a VBS program, or sometimes we have the often intervention program where we get a number of kids where the group will come and spend a week with them. 
And that is a very important week because first of all, it helps the interaction between the group and the kids uh, where they are taught like in programs where they are taught that they are special. And above all, it helps the kids to realize that uh, uh, the team does not just come to spend time with the adults, but uh, they have time to spend with them too. Because most of the time uh, in their families, <clears throat> adults don't interact with them. But now they realize that they are so special that someone can travel for so many miles just to spend time with them, play with them, dance with them, and basically show them they are special and loved. Yeah, I've seen many teams uh, on the last Friday of the mission week um, feel like they're leaving family behind when they have to say goodbye to those kids and uh, know that there are children who have met people on a mission team who never, ever forget that week and never forget those people. And over the years, we've seen many of them grow up and they often ask, How's Dave? How's Marianne? How? Um, because they remember somebody who spent a week investing in their life in a really, really personal way. Victor, you've had, I, I, I don't know if you can even remember how many teams that you've <laughs> had come through communities where you've been pastoring the church. Um, why do you think short-term missions is necessary? Yes, um, the short-term mission, Pastor Mike, is very, very important because, first of all, it helps the, I would say, the American church to have first-hand experience uh, of the challenges that uh, we face in our community, the poverty that uh, our people are living in. And uh, many times it's very, uh, uh, when someone tells you a story, uh, of someone who's facing challenges, it is not as clear as when you see that person and you see what uh, that person is faced with. So mm -hmm. basically, I believe it's important for people to really see and feel uh, what uh, people are feeling on the ground. You want to add to that, uh, Patrick? Um, maybe not from the American church side, but from the actual community side. Um, why would you say? Uh, short-term missions are so needed and so necessary? Mm, uh, I think uh, one of the things that I've seen being appreciated by the community is that uh, I, I'm going to be to give you an example of a village called Madutle. Uh, Madutle is very far from any city and any town. And then uh, the the perception of even people who are who stay in cities about Madutle is like going to Madutle is more like a, a waste of time. You won't even get any help that you can. What is it that I can get from Madutle? It ends up disadvantaging people to being exposed to modern things, to be exposed to interacting uh, with people, especially uh, who are from who are knowledgeable to certain things. And when you bring a team into a village, the chiefs, just uh, starting from the chief, the chief starts to be honored that they are recognized not only by local people and by international people. And then secondly, the people feel that they are loved and they're important. And uh, what we also experience with teams is that uh, the humility that they show 
by going into the level of the very least, especially children, and then uh, have time to teach them, to, to spend time with them, to help teachers of local schools, uh, to teach or to guide, you know, the students. Uh, transform the whole village, you know, you'll find that a team visit in January, but the energy and the enthusiasm and the, the joy uh, would last the, the very same village for 12 months. You know, even other people who wouldn't even uh, recognize, uh, you know, that this very same village, they will start to take into consideration because of the act of love and compassion that was shown by people who travel 10,000 miles and come into what would be called inferior village and spend time with them and serve with them. That's how impactful it is. And I've seen that firsthand with Medutley. I remember one of the first trips the church that I led many years ago took um, was, was to Medutley and to see the transformation of uh, a mission team partnered with a local church in that community, partnered with a pastor already serving in that community, had uh, this momentum that the pastor experienced. And in fact, um, Pastor Patrick, you were uh, you were the pastor of the community when we first came, and so I wonder, kind of follow up question: When a mission team comes on site and spends a spends a short term experience with with, uh, with the pastor with you, how did how did that encourage you? What what impact did that make on you personally as a pastor? Um, it really gives you a feeling that indeed we are. A, a body of Christ, you know, uh, you don't feel alone. Uh, as soon as you know that there's somebody who knows your name, who have seen what you do on a daily basis, whenever they pray for you or send you messages, uh, it feels like uh, even though these guys are very uh, thousands of miles away, but they have seen, they know me and they pray for me. And this also uh, helps you to even increase, you know, your number of friends. You know that, okay, I got someone who's in this state who's praying for me, who mm. knows about the kids yeah. that I've been having. And what uh, is really nice is that you'll find team members asking you about a kid and others maybe writing a note. And then you go to that kid at school and say, so-and-so who visited you says hi. He says you need to rain and be serious about life. You'll start to see kids even uh, concentrating, performing well, because they don't want to disappoint so-and-so who came all the way from far to visit them and make sure that, and make sure that they succeed in life. It's really mm -hmm. nice to, to have teams around. Uh, the impact is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've loved that relationship. Um, just even when I was a pastor in Michigan and had a connection with you as a pastor in uh, Medutle, um, to see that the church, the capital C church is much bigger than one location. It's much bigger than one country. It's much bigger than one congregation. And to be able to see the church connected, gathered, supporting each other and, and in places where there's incredible need to say that you're not alone in that and you're not alone in in some of the challenges that that you face in in your community yeah that's true what about you pastor victor um 
when a mission team comes, um, what impact does that have on you? Yeah, um, it first of all helps you me feel like I'm not alone in this uh, fight and uh, against poverty and, and injustice because uh, serving the community, especially seeing the need of our community daily uh, can be overwhelming. But when you see people coming and say, we are here to partner with you, we are here to pray with you, we are here to, to be there, uh, that you don't feel alone. So at the end of the day, you realize that uh, this uh, load that uh, you are faced with is not uh, as big and difficult as you can think. So basically, it, it, it lightens the load and feel mm -hmm. like uh, uh, we, 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 you are not alone. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah this has uh, been a lot of months, uh, 2020 and 2021 were years where uh, travels, uh, travel was restricted and um, mission teams were something that kind of put on, was put on the, on the Hold. And so for two years, uh, you didn't see a team come through any of the communities where uh, you are responsible. And uh, in 2021, uh, 2022, excuse me, we've uh, seen teams back in Africa, back in uh, uh, villages. And um, we think 2023 is going to be uh, even better than that. But just the fact that after two years there were no, uh, for two years there were no teams, and suddenly this year teams have started coming back. What impact have you seen as a result of teams are on the ground again? Um, something that uh, made me realize that uh, having teams come into our churches has never been about the church, but has been about the community as a whole. You know, as soon as you start missing them, you hear people asking, oh, are we still gonna see, uh, you know, uh, brethren from America, for an example, coming? Uh, do you think that, for an example, they, uh, people kind of like felt like COVID uh, pandemic was an end to visit ever. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, for an example, when we go visit sick people and pray for them, at times they are hopeful that I want to meet so-and-so who prayed for me three years ago. Uh, if they come, they will see that God has answered their prayers and I'm alive. Now, people keep on waiting, waiting up to a point whereby it's silence. It's like now the village is becoming an island again because friends uh, in Christ are no longer showing up. You know, and uh, also the sense of uh, people used to think that Jesus is only the Jesus that is spoken by, uh, by pastor, by local pastor. But that, after seeing that teams came from different parts of the world and come and talk about the same Jesus that me as a pastor have been talking about, they start to realize that Jesus is big, bigger than mm. we think, and even God's family is greater, that is bigger than we think. Now, we miss God's family for two years and it was bad because uh, we do what we do because we've got support and brothers who work alongside us. Mm. That's mm. great. That's wonderful to hear. Uh, how about you, Victor? Um, what have you seen 
suddenly as well, not suddenly, but as a result of teams being back on the ground. Yeah, like Pastor Patrick said, um, during the time when the team was not coming to, to our villages, uh, it was like something was missing because the relationship between us and the American church, if you can put it like that, it is like a partnership whereby uh, we, we interact. So it was like something, one member of that partnership was uh, not there. And also for the communities, especially the children, they keep on asking, when are they coming? When are we going to see them uh, on the ground? And uh, immediately, like for an example, in Chop Village, we had a team earlier this year, uh, uh, and the children were so excited. Uh, you can't believe it that uh, immediately on Friday, when the team was, was, was leaving, they were asking, when are they coming again? Yeah. To uh, the presence of the team was more than what one can think about. It, was, it really touched the kids' life and our, the life of our members of our community. Mm. Yeah, nice. Mm. Love hearing that. It goes both ways, too. I know the teams uh, who have developed a love and a partnership, and Patrick, you, you use the word family uh, with the, the communities that, um, that you've served and uh, that we, uh, we partner with in Orchard Africa. There is, on the US side, the feeling of something missing too, and to be able to have the church be reconnected and the community be reconnected, it was, uh, incredibly encouraging to uh, the, the U.S. church as they grow and develop and see God at work in, in the communities that you serve in, in South Africa. Well, let's, let's kind of transition a little bit and talk sort of um, specifics. So when you think about the impact of a short-term team, uh, what impact does that have on, on your church? And then what impact does it have on your community? And so I'm going to throw that out to either one of you. What, what would you say is the, the kind of impact that a short-term team has on, on your church? Uh, if I was to begin, I would say, uh, let's say for an example, first Sunday, I have a, a church full because we've got visitors from abroad. Uh, the visitors coming in attract the attention of even people who wouldn't think that they would ever come to church, ever. To them, it says there must be special about uh, that church and the God of that church because we see just people coming from far and, uh, and partake into the church service. And that really helps in terms of increasing the number of uh, members of the church. People want to associate uh, with the church that is in fact impactful and has got links outside, you know, the small boundaries of a village. And, and then uh, another second thing is that uh, most uh, team members would tell the kids at school that I'm so-and-so, I'm a teacher, I'm a fireman, I'm a doctor, and I'm so-and-so. Kids in the school aspire to be, to pursue careers and stop thinking that having grade 12 is enough. They aspire to learn more because they're encouraged by people who have 
graduated in a specific, uh, in a certain profession. That's mm. some of the things mm. that impacts when the teams are around. Mm. Mm. That's good. Pastor Victor. Yeah, in the presence of uh, the mission team in our community and in our church, uh, it, it really helps uh, for the community to trust us. Uh, for them to realize that uh, we are not the church that comes, uh, or I could say the fly-by-night church that is there to go, but we have partnerships with people. And secondly, that uh, our church can be trusted uh, because if someone can trust us from a far, far, far away land, it means that uh, this is the church that can be trusted and that is there to serve them. And uh, also uh, for our community, I mean, our church members, it uh, also helps a lot, especially our young people to realize that uh, uh, because in, we have different ages in the mission teams, then they see young people from America who are doing well, who are happy. And then they say, I, if these young people are where they are, I can grow up and become someone in life and I'm well able to can do all that uh, God has given and put in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm. What I keep hearing you say is relationship. That relationship that uh, a team doesn't come and bring a program or a ministry or a task, but it's, it's about this exchange between people. And uh, actually recently my, uh, my son was on a mission trip in, um, in Top Village um, with you, Pastor Victor. And that kind of exchange, that relational exchange happened in his life. And he walked away with a sense of, uh, I feel like God's speaking to me through the, the kids that he met. And actually some of them were, were near his age. And so he, he walked away with a greater sense of how God is at work uh, in him, seeing God at work in them. And so there's this relational exchange that, um, that I love that the church and on both sides of the planet can, can benefit from. You know, you guys, um, it's, it's incredible just to hear some of the stories and the impact and benefit that you've been talking about. But um, as you've been talking, you've been, you've mentioned kids, you've mentioned schools, you've mentioned agricultural programs and uh, patients that are being visited and the chief that gets excited and blessed because his village is acknowledged but in the midst of all this there's you you the man you the pastor you the individual person uh, who is as much a part of the mission experience as all the other people that you've mentioned I'd, I'd like to know how uh, if you could maybe just one or two things how has having mission teams come into your church, your community, um, encouraged you, benefited and helped you as, as a man and as a pastor, maybe even as, as a husband and as a father. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm, from my side, something that I've realized and it's really contributed uh, to being a man that I am today I believe that I am uh, amongst the most re- uh, respected pastors in my area, and uh, my word is taken seriously. When you pastor a church in a village, uh, people don't expect 
uh, you to lead them because especially uh, a village that has got socioeconomic uh, challenges, people look down at you because they think that you are not capable of being a city pastor. But then uh, when we have team coming into a village, some of the things that the uh, team uh, teams uh, do is that they show respect, humility, and serve under us as pastors to lead them into serving the community. And then people from outside, they start to respect you more because they say, this guy is a village pastor, but I saw American summer, Dr. Summer, Professor Summer, uh, you know, our teachers, they listen to me, to him, they submit under his leadership and they save, they, they serve the community under his leadership. When you go out, the, the attitude of the people start to change towards you. My wife, when he's, he's with other women, who say, that's my husband, Patrick. Uh, he's the one who, who led all these groups from America uh, that you've been seeing in his village. And people say, the America that we hear about on TV should say, yes, look at the photos. You know, even when you walk in the community, you walk tall with your chest up with confidence because you are the leader who's not only, uh, you know, uh, leading the people in your poor village, but there are people who come and submit and serve alongside you. When you say, let's stop here, they stop with, they stop under your weight. When you say, let's pray here, they pray because you say so. That's how impactful uh, heavy mission teams uh, has been in my life. Yeah, great to hear that. Um, just the impact it's had on your personal self, uh, esteem and worth and value. It's great. Uh, Victor, something specific from your side where you've personally benefited. Yeah, from a as a pastor, if you serve in disadvantaged community, sometimes other pastors or people in your peers don't take you too serious. They feel like you are almost like a lesser pastor. But when they see you interacting with other people coming and relating, like Patrick said, respecting you and basically saving along people from other countries, they realize that uh, it's not about where you are serving. Uh, it, it, it's about what uh, God um, have sent you to do. And uh, you don't need to be in a city to be a pastor or an effective pastor. You can mm. be in the deepest rural area and then still be respected and be honored and serve along great uh, pastors and people from different uh, countries. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what Jesus would have to say when about that when uh, he spoke about ministering to the least of these. Um, <laughs> a lot of pastors don't consider the least of these, as you said, worthy of being recognized. And so thank God that having teams, they actually cause that to be recognized. And um, it seems like in Jesus' opinion, the least of these are should be almost treated as the most of these and the greatest of these. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Victor. Uh, the way that you both describe the impact of mission teams um, spending time in, in your communities, 
uh, and the way that it uh, communicates authority for the the pastors and leaders who are already in the community. Uh, you know, one of the the thoughts that um, I've often had about mission trips with with um, with orchards philosophy is that uh, when a mission team comes into a community, uh, the mission team is on the pastor's team. The team comes and Pastor Victor, they're on your team, as opposed to the other way around where a team comes and all of a sudden now the pastor's on the mission team's team and is doing what they think is right. And to be able to say, we're, we're bringing um, a team to be able to be a part of what you're already doing and the work that you're doing. And if we could, and if that team can leave and now there's greater opportunity and greater influence, then, then uh, we've been good team members on that pastor's team while we're, while we're there. Well, um, as we, uh, this has been, this has been really helpful. This has been really good. I, I wonder thinking, um, now about the community, um, you, you shared some about the impact that mission teams have on you, ha has had on you as a pastor, but would you share a, um, a story about how a short-term mission team has made an impact in, in an individual uh, that you know in your community or a family that, that you know in your community? Yeah, um, let me start on that one. Uh, for me, it's not a story of an individual or a family, but it's I've seen in the lives of uh, our children, uh, it really helps to build uh, self-esteem in the lives of our kids and help them to dream. Because uh, for someone, they realize that for someone to travel from America and come and play with me and pick me up and hug me, we had kids who would play with the hair of uh, uh, some ladies and touch them everywhere on their hands and really feel it makes them to realize that um, I'm not a lesser person. Uh, my situation does not determine my future. And we have seen a lot of young people growing up from our preschools and our programs and becoming great people because they realize that there is nothing wrong with me. I am loved, I'm special, and I'm great. And we also saw mission teams visiting our sick. And then we had many stories where people will say, the team visited me, my, me, prayed for me, and immediately I got well. And I realized that it's not, yes, because the mission team prayed, but it's because of the love that they felt. And suddenly, they recovered and say, I'm a better person today because I was prayed for by the team that visited me. The, the I mean, Jesus talked over and over and over about how Christ followers should embody love and it has this healing aspect yeah. to it, doesn't it? When, yeah. when we feel loved and valued and <clears throat> worth um, what God has made us as his image bearers, when we discover that worth, which... I know both of you day in and day out share that message with, with your community. And when a team is able to echo what it is that you're already saying and um, God, God does incredible things when, 
when love is on display. Mm-hmm. It does. Patrick, what is there a story that comes to mind for you? Yeah, uh, what comes to my mind is a, a story of a woman by the name of Mavis in Kailisha. Mavis was very uh, terminally ill when I first met her. You know, somebody referred her to us and said, there's Pastor Patrick and his church. Uh, they do look and care for people who are terminally ill. And then uh, they give you care whenever uh, your family members are far away from you. What uh, happened with Mavis, all that I can say is that the teams gave her hope and hope uh, resurrected her from, you know, her, her bed of, uh, uh, what we call bed of death. Mavis was prayed for uh, by a certain team. And then they say, Mavis, uh, the Jesus whom we serve is healing you right now. We will come next year and celebrate the testimony. Mm-hmm. And they left. And then after the team have left, and then I, I continue visiting Mavis, Mavis would say, hey, Pastor Patrick, they are coming and I, I feel better. I know that when they come back, they will find me well. Even though he was really uh, breathing hard, you know, she was hopeful that she knows there are people far away who care for them and they prayed for her and then they're going to come back again to visit her. The following year passed, Mavis was no longer on the bed, but she was sitting and saying, I can now eat on my own and so forth. Even though she was still a, a bit weak, but she was better than before. And they said again, Mavis, thank to Jesus, tomorrow, we are, uh, next year we are coming and we'll be walking because God who made you to sit will make you to walk. Mavis kept on being hopeful. And on that year they came, Mavis met them at the door. Mm-hmm. You know, I started seeing that, knowing that you are terminally ill and you are not alone, there are people who are empathizing with you, people who are praying for you, people who are looking forward to come and see your gate, makes it to be hopeful and never write yourself uh, off. You know that you've got friends and they're going to come and visit. That story really changed my life, even as a pastor. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's incredible. The, the ministry of presence. Presence, of, yes. Of sitting with someone and praying with them and, and of relationship. And that's, that's incredible. And um, I remember seeing Mavis uh, not that long ago and she's, she's spry now. She's walking around and uh, she's living, uh, living her best life. And so it's exciting to see how God uses uh, church, the church around the world to make an impact in, in an individual's life. Well, Pastor, uh, Pastor Patrick, Pastor Victor, Thank you for the way that you you live that presence out, and not only in the communities that you serve, but in the way that you mentor other pastors to do the same. And um, thank you for being a part of this podcast and this conversation and hosting teams so well. So um, 
if uh, you're listening to this, maybe you're a missions director or you're somebody who cares about making an impact for Christ in the community and you want to uh, work alongside, serve alongside pastors like these, Pastor Victor, Pastor Pactor, Patrick, um, there's an opportunity for you. To, uh, 2023 mission trips are uh, being scheduled as we speak. And so there's lots of opportunities in um, the spring, summer, fall, next year to uh, be a part of um, bringing um, just the, the presence of Christ by being willing to serve and learn and grow alongside the church that's already at work in the community. Mm -hmm. You can find out more about that. Um, you could simply email me uh, at brian at uh, orchardafrica.org and we can talk about ways to help you get connected to a trip. But uh, Pastor Patrick, Pastor Victor, um, Pastor Mike, um, thanks for the conversation today. Yes, thank you. Um, I, I think I, I really want to throw in here that as, as part of the pastors have been talking, um, it just kept on rolling over and over in my, in my heart and mind that Jesus said that when we visit the least of these who are hungry, who are sick, who are naked, who are uh, thirsty, who are oppressed, uh, we're doing it for him. And the stories we've heard today just mm. kind of embody everything that Jesus said in those verses in Matthew 25. So I'm encouraged. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Well, with that, uh, we'll look forward to having you back next month. Uh, podcast listeners, thanks for the, um, being a part of uh, thinking through missions and uh, for the work that, that you do in, in your communities. With that, we'll, we'll see you next month. Take care. Bye-bye.